Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids Presents! Holler at thee, and welcome back to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast, suitable for all ages from... (laughs) ...to... ...and everything in between. My name is Stilton, because they just wouldn't let me change it to Jeremy Yogurt, King of the Spatulas, as apparently that's too silly. Um, how are you? How are you, listeners? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, really? Oh, wow. How did you manage that? By balancing on one toe and singing opera. Well, that is that is really impressive. And then, then what happened? Really? Well, well, I think you are lucky to have survived an encounter with a yeti like that, but obviously you know how to handle yourself. Well done. Me? Oh, well, thank you for asking. I'm doing dandy. Um, My daughter turned three last week, which is a brilliant age, as if you tip a three on its side, it looks like a small bum, and that's very funny. Um, What it has meant, though, um, she had a very lovely birthday, and we made her a unicorn cake, and then the nursery she goes to, uh, they made her a cake, which looks a bit like a dog, and then our lovely next-door neighbour made her a cake that looks a bit like a princess, and then when you eat a bit from it, it looks like you've bitten off her bum. And anyway, we now have so many cakes. My daughter's only three, she can't eat that much cake, so I'm eating all the cake. I'm just eating cake all the time. Do you know the phrase, you can't have your cake and eat it? Well, that's meant to mean that you can't sort of have a cake and continue to eat a cake at the same time. Like, you can't eat it and then still have it. That doesn't, like, you can't have two good things at the same time. Anyway, you know, unless, of course, you're a skeleton and then you eat the cake and then it falls straight back out again. Then you eat it again, then it falls back out again. So on, so on. It's why it's exhausting for skeletons. Most of them don't bother eating cake or anything in the first place because they haven't really got time then to do anything else, like hide in dark, dark cellars or pose for x-rays. Anyway, so what I meant was that we can actually have our cake and eat it because all we have is cake. We've just got endless cake. We eat some cake. We still we still have cake. Last year, I don't know if you saw any of these, but there were lots of videos online of things that looked like something else. And then someone would sort of like cut them with a knife and it would turn out they were cake. Like, oh, it's a shoe. Oh, no, someone's cut that shoe open. Oh, actually, it's a cake that looks like a shoe. And now I can't go outside because I've only got one shoe and I can't wear a cake because that's useless in the rain. Or, oh, it's a cat. Oh, no, someone's cutting that cat in half. Oh, no, wait, it's a cake that looks like a cat. Hang on, where's my cat? I hope someone hasn't eaten it thinking it was their cat cake. That sort of thing. There were lots of videos of that sort of thing. Well, everything in our flat is currently cake and looks like cake. And I'm wondering if it's safe to live off cake for a long time because, you know, I keep being told you have to have a balanced diet to be healthy. But if you think about it, you can get carrot cake. That's your vegetables. Fruit cake. That's your fruit. Cheesecake. um, That's your cheese. Sponge cakes. You can do the washing up with. Pancakes to cook the cakes in. Pound cake to buy the ingredients in the shops with. Obviously, if you live elsewhere, you might need a different currency cake. I think dollar cakes exist. 
uh, marble cake you can play games with, uh, tea cakes for tea, Welsh cakes for when you're in Wales, uh, rice cakes for when you want to eat something that tastes like sad cardboard. And then once you've got all those, uh, you can have a stomach cake. You see? I reckon it's possible to live on just cakes and I will report back next week and let you know if that is true or not. Unless, of course, I have become a cake by then, which is possible. We will have to wait and see. Um, Obviously, it's now the Easter holidays in this part of the world. So it's not about cakes, is it? But chocolate eggs, which, um, as you all know, and you've probably learned at school, we get from the very rare chocolate chicken uh, that only lays eggs at this time of year. Because obviously in summer, um, the eggs melt instantly uh, and make what look like little puddles of poo. And in winter, um, all their eggs are so frozen solid, they have to be used as cannonballs for pirates. So anyway, I hope you've got some stupendously sized Easter eggs that are like the size of your heads and that you're going to shove them into your faces. Um, And if you are going on an egg hunt, remember that eggs aren't actually that hard to track down. Um, You don't even need a net or anything or like you don't need like one of those little whistles that sounds like a duck, um, but one that sounds like eggs to kind of lure the eggs in. You don't need eggs. Eggs just sort of sit there and they wait for you to find them. They're really boring like that, actually. Um, May I suggest livening up an egg hunt by strapping some eggs to your shouting jelly spires. Sorry, grown-ups. If you strap the eggs to their legs when they don't know, um, or to like a sibling's head, or a pet, or a drone, or a helium balloon, or 15 bees individually tied to it with string, um, and then sort of let them go off and do their thing with the eggs attached, then try and hunt them down with like a Nerf gun or something, that would be a much bigger challenge. Um, You're welcome. That would be a lot more fun. I think you'd really enjoy that. Another really fun tip if you're bored on Easter weekend um, is to find all the hot cross buns you've got in your home. Hopefully you'll have some. If not, get some. Um, and then get some donuts or some bagels and you can play a massive sort of tasty version of noughts and crosses or tic-tac-toe as it's also known. But I think that's when you play with toes. Anyway, um, then what you do is you can use all the hot cross buns as your crosses, all the donuts or bagels as the noughts. And then if whoever you're playing against makes a move that you don't like, you can just take the piece that they put down and eat it. And then it's like they haven't made a move at all and you win brilliant anyway if you are on easter break then i hope you're having fun despite there still being absolutely nothing to do except go to the same park four billion times again um but i hope you're doing okay and thank you for sending even more amazing questions and i now have even more questions than i have cake which is quite something i haven't actually checked to see if any of the questions are cake which i probably should just in case Obviously, it's taking a little while to getting around to answering all of your questions, but please do keep sending them in if you have things that you need to ask. And do get your shouting jelly spires, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email them to us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Um, also, here's a question for your listeners. Would you be interested in a live online radio nonsense show where I could get comedians to answer any questions that you might want to ask us live? Um, let me know if you think that sounds fun. Um, I'm not sure if people still want to watch online shows now that they can go outside into the warmth anymore. Um, But let me know if you'd be at all interested by emailing us at the address and I will see what I can do. Right, on to this week's guest and question. And I have to say, it's a bit of a sticky one. And no, that's not because it's made of cake. Well, I can make a cake. I'll help you. I am joined on the show today by the brilliant Rosie Jones, a.k.a. Gnomes Jones, due to having the world's biggest collection of actual live gnomes that live in her garden, expert correct lid for that piece of Tupperware finder, and seven-time world-throwing Rice Krispies at a weasel champion. Hey, Rosie, how are you doing? Hello, how do you know about all my gnomes? I'm, a, I'm just brilliant at research. I know about... Well, I mean... Rosie, to be fair, you're pretty famous for all those accolades, especially the throwing Rice Krispies at a weasel. You know, that's what people know you for worldwide. Yeah, 
I mean, we've all got to have our hobbies. Yeah. And I just don't like weasels. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Who does? And then also I tried throwing um, frosties at them, but it doesn't sound the same no i bet you do you know i hadn't thought that i thought maybe you threw rice krispies because of the shape they're a good shape but but you're right you get the snap crackle and pop as you hit the weasel yeah. too yeah you don't know if you'll snap the weasel crackle the weasel or pop the weasel uh. Yes, beautiful. And that's got to be the, the, that's why you're the champion, because you pop goes the weasel. Of course, Rosie. I pop goes the weasel one time out of three times. That's, that is expert level. <laughs> um, it's incredible. I mean, and, but you're seven time world champion at it as well. So, you know, you've, you've fought off all other contenders. Well, actually, it's a little known fact that I've actually competed eight times, but we don't talk about what happened. <laughs> I won't. I won't bring it up. I won't even mention no, it. I didn't. Uh, no. I just. Yeah, I, I won't lie. I did read that, and I thought I'm not even gonna. You know, I know. I know it's a sore point. So. We'll just back I away. mean, can I just say right here, right now, I do regret what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I have apologised to the entire Weasel family and it won't be done again. Good, I good, and I I think it's it's great that you're saying that apology publicly on this show, and I think it's important. <laughs> and may I say a little overdue, but I'm glad it's I'm glad it's happened eventually. Yeah. You know what I feel lighter. Thank you. <laughs> you're you're very welcome, and I should just say, listeners, don't Google what happened. You probably I don't know if it's suitable for you. No, so. no, it's. Too horrific. Too horrific. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> apart from that, which, you know, hopefully you've, you've got over, how, how are you getting on? Are you doing all right? Um, I'm all right, actually. Um, I'm spending lockdown with my mum and dad, and I do love them. I do. I do, I do, but they are very boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what mums and dads are for, though, isn't it? Yeah, honestly, I think they get more boring with age. Mm. They talk about birds a lot. A lot, too much, um, and um, they shout me from downstairs, and they're like, 
Rosie, look at that bird in the garden. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't care less. Is it? <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, as they say, wow. and just be on your parents' side for a second. You know, is there ever a chance that say you've missed the most amazing like bird? Like maybe it's some sort of phoenix or like some sort of dragon creature or a pterodactyl, and you're just like, nah, boring. And then there's like a big dinosaur bird outside. It's always a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm I'm thinking of the boy who cried wolf tail, you know, where he said wolf, wolf, and there never was one. Then when he said wolf, everyone's like, ah, shut up. And and your mum and dad might be like, bird, bird. And you're like, boring, boring. Then they're like, bird. And it could be like a 400 foot, you know, giant emu thing. I mean, if that happens, I will eat my words. But so far, it's 80% pigeons and 20% seagulls. Like, I am not bothered at all. Please let me know if there's a pterodactyl in our tree. But I highly doubt it. At this point in time. Do you think, is there a chance, I'm trying to work out if either your parents are cats or they think you're a cat. I mean, I'm wondering if that's one of the reasons. It's like, look, either they think you're a cat and Rosie would like a bird or they're cats and they're excited about it. I'm just, I'm just double checking. Well, I don't think they're a cat because so far... When they see a bird, they haven't gone out in the garden and killed the bird. So at the moment, they're not cats. Okay, good. They're just very eager bird watchers. (laughs) They've even got matching binoculars. Wow. I mean, that's true love, isn't it? When you got matching binoculars. Ah, that is brilliant. Have you ever done... I mean, this is quite mean, but I've always wanted to do the trick. And I think it only works on a parent or or a sibling where, you you know, you colour in the ends of the binoculars so that when they put it on their eyes, they get circular like eyes. Oh, my God. No, but I am absolutely (laughs) doing that to them today. I think that's I think the other thing you could always do as well is just get a series of like model birds or pretend birds from somewhere and just leave them in the garden at different times and see see if they ever fall for it. Oh, my God. I am going to get a seven foot parrot. (laughs) 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 And they'll be like, Rosie, 
Where did that seven foot parrot come from? I'll be like, well, please let me know about that. It's such a shame when, when it'd be safe to do so. You need to hire someone in a chicken costume or so, someone who can come around in a giant. <laughs> really confused. Yeah. Them. Oh, will you do it? Please. I, I will 100%. I would be so excited to do that. And I'll get my daughter to be in a smaller chicken costume and the, you can have a family oh, visit the yes. garden. <laughs> Please. I can't wait. Could we get a streamer children so it's like a duck and all their ducklings? I think this is a great. Uh, if you're listening and you fancy dressing up as a bird and standing in Rosie's parents' garden just to really, really shock them one day, then do get in touch. I think we can make this happen. Where suddenly there is a giant version of every bird, and your your parents wouldn't know what to do, would they? They'd be, they'd be. I think they'd be. In oh shock. my god! It will be the best day of their life. <laughs> Just five hundred birds in the garden. <laughs> it sounds. This sounds like such. A, I'm so excited for for things to get back to normal. Just so that we specifically so that we can do this and yeah, nothing else. Yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna join in. What bird shall I be? I might be a flamingo. No, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I think that would suit you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really and now uh, I would stand on one leg. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But they do it for an annoyingly long amount of time. Like, I don't know, because I, I couldn't stand on one leg for very long. Now, maybe I'll stand on one leg and lean on a tree. Yeah, smart. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what flamingos are doing, and we haven't noticed... Because they're always so tightly together that maybe there's lots of trees in between them and we can't see it. Oh, my God. A cheating, lying <laughs> flamingos. If there's a flamingo listening, get in touch. And firstly, tell us if you're lying. And secondly, do you want a job standing in my mum's garden? I think that's great. What I like there is you've not only, you're potentially outing flamingos as liars, but at the same time, you're giving them job opportunities. And that's that's because you're such a lovely person. I was worried you were going to flick Rice Krispies at them for lying, but you've turned it around. And you're kind no, of I should have known. No, no, just because someone tells a cheeky lie, it doesn't mean they don't deserve work. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> this is why I like you, Rosie. Just so kind. So such <laughs> kindness. And I wanted I wanted to ask, because obviously, you know, a lot of listeners will be back at school now, but um, but they've had to spend a lot of time at home. They still have to spend a lot of time at home. And I just wondered that with you being at home with your mum and dad, have you got any tips for if you're bored and you're stuck indoors and you just need something else to do? What have you been doing to keep yourself entertained? 
I have got a little bit obsessed with jigsaws. I bloody love a jigsaw. It's a podcast, so you can't see it, but wow. it's in my current jigsaw, and it's called queuing and it's all about what British people do. So you got queuing, you got football, you got fireworks, and I do a lot of work at home. But when I want two minutes to myself, I come in my dining room and I do a little bit more of my thousand-piece jigsaw. I mean, that is amazing. So listeners wouldn't be able to see, but that looked like a very complicated jigsaw with a lot going on. And here's here's the question, right? Because I like jigsaws, but then when you can't find that one piece and it's so annoying, what do you, do you just make your own piece like out of paper or what do you do? <laughs> I'll tell you a secret now. So one time, only one time, I had a great jigsaw and I did it all and I ran out of pieces and I had a hole. No! We do not want a hole and no more pieces. So it's probably... The most extravagant I've ever been. And I bought the identical jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Just to find the one piece I needed. That's how much I needed to complete the jigsaw. Now, I don't want to stress you because I think that's a brilliant plan and I'm I'm worried that saying this will cause upset. But then, by taking that one piece from that jigsaw, doesn't that mean the jigsaw you took the piece from was missing a piece? Uh, yes! <laughs> yes, but when I re-sew the jigsaw... They don't know, do they? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to go, oh, no, I can't find the one piece. I'm going to have to buy the same jigs. You've, I mean, you've created an amazing business plan here. Yeah. What you need to do is always sell jigsaws with only with one piece missing and people <laughs> keep buying other ones to fix it. Genius. Actually, is that a good company? The missing jigsaw piece company and whatever you're missing, we draw it and send you the one piece. 
That would be amazing. Well, you know, like because because Lego will send you a piece of Lego if you're missing it, if you ask them. And I think like Playmobil do it too, and all these different companies. And you're right, jigsaw companies should just say, "Don't worry, we will send you this one yeah. little jigsaw piece, so that you yeah. don't go completely bonkers." Yeah. Oh. So you don't buy a whole new jigsaw and begin a circle of lies. Yeah, yeah, that would be, uh, well, I mean, it would be so nice <laughs> if they did that, but I can't help but feel they've probably worked out that people then buy more jigsaws, so maybe yeah. that's the plan. Um, I yeah. wanted to ask, what your, your, the one you're doing now looks brilliant. What do you think would be the hardest thing to do a jigsaw of? And I'm asking this because I was listening to someone else's podcast where they were talking to some ice skaters who said that they got a jigsaw of ice skating and it was all ice and they couldn't finish it because it was all white no. and they couldn't see anything. No, no, never. So I'm very particular with my jigsaws. I like a lot of different pieces. And I like a lot of words, so you know exactly what you're making. When it's all one colour, there's no skill to it. It's a bit like, oh, does this fit? No, try again. Try again. No, boring. And I do a lot of jigsaws with my mum and dad. And I never want us to work on the same bit. So also, all my jigsaws have different sections. So we said, right, Mum, you do the cash, I'll do the sport bit, and Dad, you make us a cup of tea. <laughs> Professional. Everyone's happy. That's the most professional professional jigsaw uh, doing system that I've heard of. I'm, I'm properly impressed. So I know, but then there comes a point in the jigsaw making process that I get very um, territorial. And I'm like, no, I don't want help anymore. So when my mum and I go to bed, I stay up and I secretly finish it all. So when they wake up, I can go, oh, don't worry, you don't need to do it anymore. I've done it. Beautiful. But this is, again, coming back to parents, their job is to, um, you know, help their children achieve things and then not take any of the credit for it. They're not allowed. Yeah. It's your jigsaw. You did it all. They just happen to help. That's how, that's how parenting yeah. works. 
And really, I bought the jigsaw so the very fact that I let them put a few pieces in, they, frankly, should be grateful. True story. I f- I fully agree. I fully agree. Well, I mean, those are amazing tips. Thank you. I I I've, I've so far heard so much professional advice from you already on rice krispie throwing at weasels, on jigsaws, on avoiding looking at birds. This has been fascinating. The questions I've got to ask you, right? We've got an important question coming up in a minute. But first of all, as I ask every guest on this show, this is an audio podcast. Listeners are hearing yeah. it. Um, I think with their ears. Some of them might be with their knees or their bums. I don't know how they do it, but. I just wonder if you've got a favourite noise that you could either make or tell us about. I feel like, as a comedian, this is an obvious noise, but I love laughing. I do! It's the best noise ever, and you've got my favourite laugh. Ah, oh, that's nice. Thank you. I, is there, are there any laughs that you don't like though? Because some some laughs are like some laughs are a bit scary. People go ha 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 or something. It's like oh no. I'm very good at um, hearing a fake laugh, and I hate that because I think if you don't want to laugh. Don't laugh because everyone can tell when it's not real. So I don't like it when people go. Shut up! Don't make a noise because. You're not enjoying it, and I'm certainly not enjoying it. But to be fair, your fake laugh makes me laugh because it's brilliant. So (laughs) so it's definitely good for some reasons. (laughs) I mean, it does the job. Now, if you come to my gig and you laugh like... (laughs) 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 get out get out go away take you and your stupid fake laughing outside fair absolutely fair that is brilliant but you have got a great fake laugh that's fantastic um and the and the other thing of course i've got to ask is you know this show is um suitable for everyone of all possible ages and numbers that you could ever think of and even letters yeah. um and i just want to make sure that as you know that um you know i just wonder if there's any um rude words that you could promise you definitely won't be saying yeah yeah i won't be saying anything including that sound. Ooh. I feel like every word ooh, sounds rude. That's true, like, isn't it? Every, think of a 
I would with the sound. So I won't even be saying Jubilee. That's a good word. Yeah, goose. Oh, no, not goose. Oh, Oh, no. Loose. Oh, no. Awful, awful. Thank you for not saying even the sound ooh. And I wouldn't want anyone to say ooh on this show because ooh is awful. No, moose. Oh, no. No moose or no goose. (laughs) Definitely not drinking juice. None of those things. Good. Well, thank you, Rosie. I appreciate you not making any ooh noises on this show. uh, And therefore, as listeners know, it is perfectly safe for them to listen. Um, Now, the reason I've got you on this show, right, because I know you're an expert in so many things. We've already discussed that. But we've sent in a question and I think you're... I think you you know how to answer this, right? So this has been sent in by Saskia and Saskia's put edge nine or 100. Now, I don't know if Saskia means she's age nine or 100 or if she's edge nine and she's like the most edge or even 100 edge. And I don't know. I'm assuming she's like really on the edge and she's pretty dangerous. That's what I'm guessing. So... Yeah, she's on the edge and she's level nine of on the edge, which is very high. It's very high. And also, I feel like we've really got to answer this properly because if someone's that on the edge, you don't want to mess with them. So Saskia, edge nine, um, (laughs) she has asked. And I'm going to try and read this. So I want you to know there are, I think, hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... 10, 10 question marks and one exclamation mark. So I'll try and read it as it sounds. Why don't sticks talk or walk? So I think that's how it would sound. Why don't sticks talk or walk? I actually know this answer because I actually went to the university of Sticks. What? I've, yeah, I've got a degree in stickology. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's because sticks have enough on their plate. <laughs> 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 they <laughs> they do not have time to talk or walk just for one second imagine the day in the life of a stick mm, okay you might wake up Next to all your brothers and sisters, you might be flying high on a tree. And then suddenly you break off, which some stickologists think is where their life ends. 
But as a new would stakeholders, I believe that is when their life truly begins mm. because they're on the floor now, ready to be picked up by a child or a dog and they go on an adventure, they could be a walking stick, they could be part of a den in the wood, they could make fire the best of all the sticks may fire and then some of them I feel like we need to take a moment for the poor unfortunate sticks who get pooed on. Oh no. Oh that's yeah. Sad. Yeah, oh, so it sad. happens, and actually, even sadder than that, there's sticks who aren't pooed on, but people use them in order to pick poo out oh. of their shoes. I oh. mean, you're looking sad. But you definitely done it. So next time you pick poo out of your shoe (laughs) with a stick, just think about how they feel. So... Yeah, they don't have time to walk and talk because they're busy getting on with their sticky lives. Well, I mean, that was an incredible answer. I mean, I should just say that you made me feel very guilty. And now next time I get poo on my shoe, I'll just use my fingers and pick it out of my fingers. Yeah, uh, it's going to be easier, isn't it? Yeah. for everyone. Just use your fingers and wipe it on the wall. Yes, it's a much better, much better idea, definitely. And I mean, one thing that you've also made me realise is that, like, you know, if if I could be carried everywhere by a dog or a child, I don't think I'd walk either. Yeah, exactly. They don't need to walk anywhere. They have an adventure on their own. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. I think I, I might start to campaign for dogs and children to just be able to carry me and other people around. It would be a much nicer life, wouldn't it? If you think, oh, I can't be bothered to go over there. Here, boy, here, boy. And then the dog's going to come on and just pick you up, carry you over. I mean, I don't want to be rude, but it would need to be a pretty big dog. Yes, yes, that is true. Or several, <laughs> sm- you could have several <gasps> small dogs. Oh, maybe a sled of horse geese. 
That's exactly it. Yeah. Or if you've got eight sausage dogs and line them in a row, you could lie on their backs and they sort yeah. of and work like a raft, you know. Yeah. I do not recommend this, but in theory, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, well, I feel like I, there's a lot to think about today. And I, I guess you said, obviously, the highest that the best life for a stick is is to create fire from it. That's pretty good. But, yeah. I, you know, a, de- a den has got to be, you mentioned a den as well. That's got to be up there with one of the best things you could be as a stick. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And a lot of stickologists think that is the ultimate. But I really feel sad. When I see an abandoned den in the forest, like they had a great day being built, but now they're stuck. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. But then, I, yeah, I guess all those sticks get to hang out together without a child bothering them. So maybe that's it's quite peaceful yeah. for, for them. That's I don't know. True. But you do get some nasty sticks out there. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Ones with sort of like, what What would be a nasty stick? I suppose ones with like spiky bits on. So yeah. you pick them up, yeah. it's like, ouch. Yeah. Really prickly characters. You yeah. never know what you're going to get. But at least. They can't talk. Yes, that's true. Otherwise, they might say some. Or yeah, that's very true. Um, I I wanted to just quickly ask you just before. I mean, I feel like you've given an incredible answer already. But just we've we've said dens, we said fire. I'm just curious about the life of the stick. It, it, even just um being an imaginary sword. Is that a good place for a stick to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of my favourites. Sticks in the wood have gone on to play imaginary swords. But again, they, you need to play out that life. And a lot of them are taken from the wood into the garden. And then they forgot to know about. So what I'm trying to say, the take-home for this is, everyone, remember, sticks have feelings. Yeah, even if they can't say them. Yeah, that they've got for I mean, yeah. stickers for life, not just for Christmas. I think yeah, yeah. We should all remember. Yeah. And hopefully, you are. We do all get sticks for Christmas. It's a great present, and they're very versatile, as we've heard throughout this show. Um, well, thank you, Rosie. I mean, that is this is why I came to you. Do you know what? I didn't even know about your qualifications in stickology, but I knew you were the person to come to with this, and, and obviously, I was right because uh, that was that was fantastic, and I think we a lot. Basically, whenever you have a question about sticks, jigsaws, or weasels, 
Amiego. Thank you very much. Well, I will definitely, we'll definitely be in touch as soon as no doubt listeners now send in 400 questions about each of those and we never, ever leave you alone. Um, amazing. Well, thank you tons, Rose, of your time. And, and hopefully we'll see you in your garden dressed as a variety of birds very soon. You will. The first one being a lovely looking penguin. Oh, yes. Of course. Good choice. Good choice. Thanks, Tons Rosie. <laughs> yeah, bye. Bye. Big thanks to the wonderful Rosie Jones for that superb expertise on the life and troubles of sticks. See, I told you it was a sticky one. Uh, really insightful stuff. And Saskia, I do hope that has answered your question. And also maybe given you some inspiration to get into jigsaws or dressing up as a giant bird and confusing your parents. Hopefully that will take you to edge 10. Um, I should also say that if you get to watch any of the brilliant Paralympics from Tokyo later this year, you may get to catch Rosie doing some of the presenting for it, which is going to be very, very exciting. I absolutely can't wait to see her do that uh, my favorite um sport in the olympics paralympics is always the uh, the rowing uh, i'm really great at rowing with people for ages uh, i can row with my family i could row with people in the shops like ah, you, this isn't that that's too much rah, rah. oh sorry it's, it's rowing oh i had no idea oh, i thought they were just having arguments with people and then got a medal for how loud and shouty they got oh i'd better withdraw my application to be in team gb now oh well Ugh. Uh, don't forget if you have any questions you need answering or you just want to tell us a joke or anything really especially any thoughts on us doing a live show uh, then get your shouting jelly spires to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and if they really fancy it too they can buy us a much needed pint of iced bovril at ko-fi.com forward slash comedy club for kids or at our ACAS supporter pages this will be back next week when oh wait hang on what if this whole episode wasn't a podcast but it was a cake <laughs> Oh, no. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. It's the end.